Now, how do we get into that flow? How do we get into that sense of purpose? Well, I mentioned the sunshine, and sunshine gleams light at us. And I have an acronym which is based around a lot in my book, actually, in terms of gleam. And the gleam acronym, which will help you get into the flow, is firstly gratitude and giving to others. Brain Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the award-nominated podcast Unleash Your Supernova. This is a companion podcast to the Unleash Your Supernova book, a guide to survive and thrive as a creative entrepreneur. I am your host, Nova Lorraine, award-winning fashion designer, author, founder, as well as award-nominated producer, in addition to being a poet, advisor, actor, and mother. Just like an exploding star, we all have the ability to shine millions of times more than the sun to expand into the greatest, brightest version of ourselves, reaching our fullest potential. I am excited to bring you another show where storytelling comes to you at its best. I'll be introducing you to creatives that are doing what they love while changing the world. We'll learn words of wisdom from these wonderful rising stars from around the globe and discover how they're unleashing their supernova. Welcome, Doug. Hey, Nova. How are you doing? I am good. I am good. I just finished an improv show last night. It was so much fun, and I was much more relaxed than my show I did two days before that, and so I'm happy. I'm good. It's another checkbox filled. And how about you? What are you up to lately? Oh, I'm fantastic. I was speaking at the One Africa Forum about uh, conscious communication, about mental wellness, and everything like that on Friday. And on Thursday, I was speaking at Dell Technologies to some of their senior directors about uh, high-performing teams. And then next week, this Saturday coming, I am speaking at a spiritual holistic conference on conscious living. So lots on, having fun, loving life. Yeah, that is a lot. Well, let's inform our readers a little bit about Doug so they can get to know why you're so amazing and why we have you on Unleash Your Supernova. So Doug is a speaker, CEO, and performance optimization coach. He coaches, trains, and consults with some of the top CEOs, business execs, celebrities, athletes, best-selling authors, and more around the globe. He also works with some of the largest corporations around the world. Doug is the former head of sales and marketing for one of Europe's top asset management firms. He sold hedge and investment funds B2B for 21 years to CEOs and CIOs at some of the largest banks and fund managers. Doug also has a very popular radio show, International People, International Stories, which is on Dublin City FM and reaches over 2 million people. So yeah, I could say you are really busy, Doug. That's at the very least and very clear that you're unleashing your supernova. So I'm super excited for us to delve into today's topic, which is what is the meaning of life? But before we get into today's topic, I want to just review the format of the show for those of our listeners that are joining us for the first time. We are going to first dive into some storytelling and learn more about how Doug is unleashing his supernova and superpowers. And then we're going to get to the topic of the day, what is the meaning of life? And then we're going to have a play a little switcheroo. Doug is going to take the mic 
and ask me whatever question or two he likes. And we're going to wrap it up with a question from our listeners. So are you ready to play? Are you ready to dance, Doug? I'm ready to play. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So as you know, because I know you got my book and read Unleash Your Supernova, which I'm so grateful for. And I start off by talking about the importance of each of us figuring out what our why is behind all that we're doing. Not just the why behind our career choice, but even something as why are we choosing to eat the foods that we're eating? Or why are we choosing to date the person we're dating? Or why are we choosing to read the book that we're reading? But then of course, the bigger questions in life, right? Why are we doing this career? Why are we doing the activities that we're doing each and every day? Because the answer to that really becomes our North Star for good or bad. And a lot of times when we start peeling the onion layers, the whys aren't really the ones that are serving to our greater good in terms of the answers to those questions. And so it's so important for us to sort of stop and pause in our day-to-day activity, which often takes us on a rat race. And we're so busy and so distracted, we don't have time to stop and reflect to really figure out the why. So let's start off the conversation with that. I am dying to hear, why are you doing all that you do? You're super busy, you left corporate, you're now doing the coaching and the training and the public speaking and these wonderful workshops. What is your why? Well, Nova, I spent probably the first 37 years of my life following my father's footsteps in the investment world, trying to impress my father, as a lot of us do. Also, very much coming from an ego side of things, competitive side of things. And I did really well in terms of the investment world, selling hedge funds and mutual funds. I was head of sales and marketing of two of some of the biggest fund managers in the world. However, as I said, it was all ego, it was all competition, it was all to try and impress my father. And it took uh, two operations that went wrong, three years of chronic pain, a near-death experience, and then a real kick up the arse to really change my life, to lead me towards what my why and what my true purpose is. And in terms of finding that now, I truly believe that I had to be shown what my purpose was. And that was all about connecting to my true self, my best self, my higher self, in order to complete my true mission in life. And what my why now is to help other people so that they can connect to their true selves and complete what they truly love doing and is their true mission in life. And in order to do that, I often say to people, you know, and I do this myself, is write down five things you love doing, five things you're good at doing, and five things that you can add value to people. Or imagine yourself as that 70-year-old statesman, and I was to give you, I speak in a lot of big stages, if I was to give you a stage to speak in front of 10,000 people, what would you be most passionate about to speak in front of that crowd? And what could you add the most value to that crowd as well if that was the last day of your life? And then reverse engineer back to where you are now, what would you need to do now in order to feel worthy enough to stand in front of that crowd? And when you know what that is through those two different exercises, then you know you're pretty much aligned to what your true purpose and true mission is in life. And you'll also be doing something that you really truly love. And I always say that when you do what you love and you you know, work with people you love and serve the people what you love, then you've got lots of vibrant energy. And when you have lots of vibrant energy, you optimize your energy and optimize your performance in life as a whole. And you'll spring out of bed every day with vitality and zest for what you do, and you won't feel like you're ever working. So that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help people find that love, find that mm. purpose, find what they're trying to do in life. Wow. Yeah. And I could feel the zest. I could feel the energy <laughs> as you're talking. <laughs> 
And there was a lot there that you just gave us. So I want to unpack that a little bit. Um, there were five things times three that you mentioned, and then you brought us to the stage. So let's just take that apart a little bit. You mentioned there were, what were those action items? Five, five, and five, what were those? Yeah, so five things that you love doing. Like, what do you really love doing? What do you love talking about? What do you love acting like? You know, what is it that you really love doing? So I love speaking on stage and trying to add value to people. I love coaching people and connecting with people's hearts. I love sport. I love family. I love relationships. So that's, you know, what I really love doing. What am I good at doing? I'm good at speaking. I'm good at coaching. I'm good at spreading love and everything like that. And then how can I add value to people? Well, all of those as well. So once you have those and you know what you really love doing and you go out and do it, it's just fun. You're never working. It's just pure fun. And when you have that fun in your life all the time, you get so much more energy. Because as I said, love is an acronym for lots of vibrant energy. And when you have lots of vibrant energy, you don't need to be so time productive, sorry, to focus on time management because you have all this zest and this focus and you're in the flow and you just get more done in less time with less stress. So that's why I put that that, exercise in place. Wow, no, that's wonderful. And I love how you mentioned being in the flow. And, you know, in my book, I talk about mindfulness and how important that is, especially before doing something, an activity or project that's really intense and or is going to take a lot of creativity and to be more efficient and more productive doing something that gets you in the flow before getting into that project, that task or um, that activity. And that could be something like walking or running or dancing or singing or playing music or yoga or meditation. What are some of the words of wisdom you can share around getting in the flow? And then I definitely wanna get back to the stage uh, comment you made earlier, but talk to us a little bit about flow. Okay, well, it's funny, isn't it? Uh, one of the things that we all love the most is the sunshine. We all love going on holiday. And it's incredible, you know, you can get someone, you know, who can, a person who may have had eight hours sleep and they, you know, don't really enjoy their job. They have to drag themselves out of bed, drag themselves into the office and they look at the screen wondering what they're doing. And yet that same person might have only had three hours sleep because they're packing until 3 a.m. in the morning and they're going on holiday the next day. And yet they spring out of bed, spring into a taxi, spring into the airplane, spring into the swimming pool at the other end because they've got loads of energy because they're aligned to what they love doing. Now, how do we get into that flow? How do we get into that sense of purpose? Well, I mentioned the sunshine and sunshine gleams light at us. And I have an acronym which is based around a lot of my book, actually, in terms of gleam. And the gleam acronym, which will help you get into the flow, is firstly, gratitude and giving to others. And gratitude is talked about a lot, you know, in terms of the gratitude and gratitude and everything like that. But I think sometimes people don't realize the power of it. And if you think about it, I've got two children. I know you've got children as well. If you give a child a present and the child isn't grateful, do you think you feel like giving the child anything else? Of course not. So why would the universe, God, Allah, Krishna, whatever you believe in, it doesn't really matter, give you anything else if you're not grateful for everything that you received already in life? So be really, truly grateful for everything that you have and you open yourself up to receive more. Secondly, giving to others is one of the greatest gifts you can give to others. To give to yourself, sorry. And actually, you know, one of the best things you can give to others is your presence. And that's why, you know, in terms of the word present, in terms of this moment, present is the same as the word gift. And that's why it's the greatest gift you can give to yourself. In terms of uh, L, L is learning one new thing every day. And I truly believe that the hardships in life are there to teach us to grow, to learn, to evolve, and then utilize what we learn to teach other people to go through the same thing more in an easier fashion. 
And that's how we can raise consciousness throughout the whole globe. Secondly, in terms of hell, it's letting go of those energies that don't serve you, such as anger, resentment, and lack of forgiveness. Because if you have them within, they're energy blocks, and they stop you focusing on what you want and make you focus on what you don't want, which is exactly what you don't want. So if you can let go of these energies, you get much more focus and flow. E is for exercise to energize. You mentioned that earlier on. You know, it's very important to exercise, not just for, you know, you know getting yourself fit, but also releasing the toxins within the body so that you're in the best possible energetic state. And they've proven that children that exercise in the morning are much more productive in their exams in terms of the results. E is also for emotional intelligence, which is obviously self-awareness, self-regulation, empathy, compassion, social skills, and motivation in terms of motivating yourself to be the best version of yourself. And then A is for awareness and affirmations. Awareness includes, obviously, you know, the awareness of the parental programs that you might be playing that don't serve you in terms of those character traits that might be holding you back in some way or form. And through awareness and acceptance that they're in you, that you can then create new neuroplastic change within the subconscious through positive affirmations. And that's where affirmations are so important because that way you can talk to yourself. And let's face it, that conversation can sometimes be the most intelligent conversation that you have. But also if you talk to yourself positively using positive affirmations, you can create new neuroplastic links within your subconscious in order to become a better version of yourself. And then finally, M is for meditation. And meditation is threefold. One, for reducing stress to increase energy for life. Two, for connecting to your inner self, your higher self, your best self. And also three, for you know, visualizing what you want in life and visualizing the steps, procedures and plans in place to get there as well in a state of celebration. And when you put that energetic intention through visualization in place, it's incredible how you can achieve them as well. And then finally, M is also for meaning, which is what we're talking about, meaning in terms of a sense of purpose and a sense of love for what you do. So that's it. So if you gleam your light every single day and put those processes in place, you will be in the flow every single day. Wow. <laughs> that is incredible. That is incredible. I love the acronym GLEAM and that you also, which I wasn't expecting, is doubled the meaning of each letter, which I thought was powerful because it's sort of like, um, for me, it's emphasizing and magnetizing the word in and of itself. And this absolutely, as you were sharing this, I could see how anyone that's implementing these things daily or even just once a week, like just starting somewhere can make a huge impact on their life. Right. And, and I want to also address, you know, address it from the perspective of an entrepreneur. I truly believe that the journey of entrepreneurship mirrors their journey in life. When you're creating something out of nothing and there's no path, there's no guaranteed manual to do what you're doing because you're doing something new that hasn't existed before and you're learning as you go and you are growing and you're open to evolving and changing to get to the greatest product or service, you're doing that in your life on this journey of evolution. And I think that the better we become and focusing on how we can improve ourselves and our well-being is going to mirror what our businesses look like as entrepreneurs. And so I think this is so powerful for anyone, for anyone, right? Because this is life. This is real. This is how this can make ourselves happier each and every day, but then also how it impacts what we do in our professional lives. May it be becoming an entrepreneur or an artist or a C-level executive whatever you're choosing to do. This can impact both. So love the acronym GLEAM and how we can use it to get into the flow. 
And um, just one quick question before we jump into the topic of the day. I do want to get back to the point you made about being on stage. And if this was your last day, this was your last day here, alive, on earth, what would those comments be coming out of your mouth? So if you can go back to that point you made earlier, I'd love for you to repeat that. Yeah. So in order to create what is your sense of purpose, it's to align yourself with what you'd be most passionate about. So I said to you, I, I speak on stage, I spoke on stage all over the world with some amazing people. I've been on stage with you know same events with Lisa Nichols, John Martini, both from the, from the Secret Film, uh, Prime Ministers, and everybody that I get. Anyway, but the, my point being is if I was to give you a stage with 10,000 people in the audience, and you were 70 years of age as an elderly statesman or stateswoman talking about something that would you would be the most passionate about, and you could add the most value to people as well, what would that topic be? And then to reverse engineer back to where you are now and decide what steps do I need to put in place in order to make myself worthy and I can truly add value to those people in that particular talk. And then you got a good idea what your sense of purpose is and what the steps are you need to do as well. Oh, that's interesting. And the fact that you are having a start at the age of 70, right? Because a lot of times as we get older in life, we tend to reflect back and say, oh, woulda, coulda, shoulda. But if you could put yourself there now and you're giving this speech now and this is your last day and you want to add value to the audience and it's about something you're passionate about, like who is not excited to talk about something that just really turns them on, right? That really brings that smile to their face, makes them giggle when they're thinking about it. And here you are, here's your moment and you're sharing whatever this is that like fills you up inside. And to start there, and then as you're imagining yourself giving this talk, you then bring yourself back to the present moment. And then you say, well, what can I do today? What is that first step, no matter how small, to get me closer to that point where I'm giving that speech? And I love that. So it was so clear. Thank you for going through that with us again. So now we are at the topic of the day. What is the meaning of life? What is your true sense of purpose? Let's go into that. And this is obviously a topic that probably could take hours and days to discuss, and we probably would only be scratching the surface. But where do we begin? What is your perspective on what is the meaning of life? Having had a near-death experience, and I was encapsulated in this amazing feeling of love, energy, and connection, I since have got quite a lot of what I would call glimpses and messages um, from within or from divinity, whatever you want to call it, doesn't really matter. And in my knowing, and this is just my knowing, we all have our own different knowings. In my knowing, I feel that we come down to this earth again and again and again to learn to grow, to evolve, and then become better versions of ourselves. And our soul-like self is perfect in all ways, but the game of life is to try and become that soul-like self, that enlightened being on earth as a human being. And I truly believe the game of life is almost like a PlayStation game where you go through life where you're trying to test yourself each individual time with different tasks and different goals, but also to correct any karma that you might have had in previous lifetimes as well. And I truly believe that the hardships in life are sometimes there to help us to learn, to grow, to evolve, and then teach other people as well. And I truly believe that the experiences we have are there for us to teach other people so that they can go through those in better ways. And let's face it, let, 
you're a coach, I'm a coach. We know so many other coaches that have become coaches because they realize they've gone through something they can add value to other people to help them in some way or form. And that's really what life is about. Life is utilizing those hardships and utilizing those experiences and taking what we've learned from them and teaching other people so they can go through them in a higher vibration, higher frequency way. Because let's face it, at the end of your life, I don't know, let's say you're 94 years of age, you're looking back at your life, you're not going to look back in remembrance of how much money you made. You're going to look back at the legacy you left in terms of legacy of love, a legacy of success, and a legacy of positivity on this planet. And that comes down to how many hearts you touched. And that can be the simplest things as a kiss you gave, a hug you held, and a kind word that you passed on. And I truly believe that, you know, our meaning of life really is to take all these learnings and teach other people and help raise frequency and vibration and consciousness of other people. And that does start with you. And I think the two most grounded ways that you can raise your own consciousness is to work on your own self-love and your emotional intelligence. Because in terms of self-love, you, that's the only thing you can give out. Because let's face it, hurt people hurt people. So if you come from a place of pure love within, the only thing that you're going to give out is love as well. And also, if you are totally emotionally intelligent, it means regardless of the type of people that you encounter in life, whether them being narcissists or you know very hard people to deal with, you will find that you will be able to emotionally intelligent go through that to create a win-win scenario for you and the other person in any interaction you have. And that, again, keeps the vibration and frequency up to a high. And I often say, I, I do a lot of relationship coaching, and people say, oh, I had this ex and she was a narcissist or he was a narcissist or whatever. But actually another, you know, I love playing on words. Another acronym I always say about narcissists that could be is that is neglected awareness, reflecting conditionings in suppressed self, instigating soul transition. And what I mean by that is that the people that come into our lives mirror back the areas that we need to self-improve on ourselves. Mm. And sometimes the hardest people that come into our lives, those ones that really, really wind us up, are those ones that actually help us grow the most because they really dig deep within your heart or within your subconscious and pull out those suppressed emotions, those energies, emotions that have been left stuck there since childhood. And if you truly look back at all the relationships that you ever had and truly look back and ask yourself, what was mirroring back in those relationships? What did I learn from those relationships? And what could I have grown from those relationships as well? That's when the magic really happens. And that's where you can learn and you can grow and you can teach other people somewhere for. That, in my view, is the meaning of life. And actually, do you know what? There are people, I help people with mental wellness a lot, and I always say to them, no, if you are having a hard life, if you are going through a lot of crap, pat yourself on the back. Maybe in this game of life, you've gone through so many lifetimes of really testing yourself, that you're testing yourself to that ultimate level in this lifetime to see if you can get through it positively in a state of love and then help other people in some way or form. So pat yourself on the back. Well done if you're going through that hard time. You know, that just reminds me of <laughs> a speech that one of our teachers shared with us in improv class. And we're, we're taking the class called the game, the game of the scene. So you mentioned game of life um, a few times. And this is such a challenging stage in improv to get through, to learn. And what is the game of the scene? And you really do have to be in the flow to perfect it. But one of the things that he said, because everyone felt so defeated, 
And everyone was saying, oh, I suck, I suck. Everyone was telling themselves that they sucked. <laughs> and here we are, the class is almost over. And now we have to perform and everyone is feeling so defeated. And the teacher said, if you are having a difficult time with this class and you are in your head and you are literally judging everything you're doing, reflecting on everything you're doing, then you're fine. You are exactly where you need to be right now because this is a difficult class and this is exactly what it forces you to do. And to be okay with that, because if you are struggling, that means you're really making an effort and trying to learn the game of the scene. And it's not something that you're gonna learn immediately. And so when everyone heard that, everyone just relaxed and said, oh, okay, this is what's supposed to be happening. <laughs> We're supposed to be struggling and it's okay. And to know that that's part of the process and the journey to get to the other side. And the first show we had was amazing. It was so amazing. Everyone just let go, had fun. And that was the whole point was just have fun. Get out of your head. Stop thinking about the rules and the steps and this and that. Just have fun and it will come to you. And so I love how you summed it up with this game of life. And and if we understand that, where we can start and how we can begin attacking our day to day, I think is wonderful. And it just brought a smile to my face when you said that. But of course, you started off with a near-death experience, and I'm going to have to ask, because I am so curious, what was that near-death experience? Can you take us through that? Of course, yeah. So uh, back in 2008, I was a sales director of Columbia Threadneedle, which is one of the biggest fund managers in the world. And we had a lot of money in hedge funds. And obviously, you remember September 2008, everything went a bit sour in the stock markets, and unfortunately, we lost a lot of money. And unfortunately, we had to let go of a lot of people. And being an empathetic guy, you know, I felt the energy and it was really tough. And the even though I was, you know, one of the top performers in the company, I still found myself getting to the stage where I got really stressed. And I just put it in perspective, between 2006 and 2012, I grew that business from 50 million per annum sales to 1.75 billion per annum sales. So it wasn't like I wasn't underperforming or anything like that. But at the time, I still felt it and I got very stressed and it turned ailment after ailment, doctor after doctor, specialist after specialist. And by the end of 2009, I had two operations that unfortunately went wrong. And that led to three years of chronic pain where I was waking up with ab abdominal pain, like as if I was being punched in the stomach 10 times in the night. And it really hit me. It was really hard. I was suffering from stress, anxiety, depression, uh, to the point where it caused problems in my marriage, which eventually broke down. And then in 2012, when I thought nothing could get any worse, I got the norovirus, which is like a stomach bomb. And with the operations that I had, it's not a great thing to get. Mm -hmm. And after 10 days of serious dehydration, where my electrolytes were down to almost zero, I was having some serious chest pain and was, um, you know, an ambulance was called. I was rushed to hospital. ECG said heart, blood pressure doubled. Arrived into A&E and was rushed to x-ray because they thought it was a blockage in the, in the stomach or something like that. And on the way down to x-ray, um, I was encapsulated. Suddenly I just went and I was encapsulated. This amazing feeling of love, energy and connection. It's nothing like I'd ever felt before. If you take maybe your best orgasm and times it by about 100, you might just get there. But it's in, in your entire body. It was incredible. And that was when I had that experience. And actually, it was funny, you know, but I came back having had that experience, this spiritual experience, and I felt I needed to give something back. So I went and did this church course. And they were talking a lot about religion and Jesus and everything like that. And at the time I said to them, I said, look, I obviously know there's a guy called Jesus, but I don't know if this is for me because when I was encapsulated in that amazing feeling of love, energy, connection, I truly feel that religions are all beautiful in their own right. 
they're just different rivers to the sea. The sea being God, Allah, universal energy, or whatever it is, doesn't matter which one you go down as long as you get to the sea. And I need to find out what、mm. my right journey is, which、yeah. river I should go down. And I walked away, and I asked for guidance. I said to the universe or God or whatever, I said, "Give me a sign." And two days later, I was running with my dog. My dog tripped me up, and、uh, cut my hand and my knee to shreds. And in cuts the next day, once they'd healed a bit, I had eight 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 or infinity sign, infinity sign, infinity sign. Wow! And between two of the infinity signs on my hand, I had the letters of the cross I N R I. And I thought, okay, well, this is a pretty clear sign. So I went back and did that course. Uh, studied, you know, initially Christianity, read half the Bible. Then, though, still decided I want to learn about other things to get other perspectives. Because I think having different perspectives of things is so important. Because if you think about it, you're a product of your parents, your preachers, your teachers, and past relationships and experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that means that we do all come from different perspectives. And that means you could see a color as yellow, I can see it as orange. It doesn't necessarily mean that either it's a right or either it's a wrong. It's just different perspectives of the same thing. Right. So I wanted to understand all those different perspectives because if we could do that. Without trying to push our own opinions on other people and trying seeking to understand the other person's viewpoint, the world would be such a better place in terms of international love, business, and life relationships. And that's why it's so important in my mind to understand all perspectives. And that's why I studied so many different religions so I could understand those perspectives, so I could come from a heart place rather than a headspace. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I love that. And as you were describing that feeling of love and energy. That brings me back to a memory I had. I, I lost a dear mentor of mine, and he—it was pretty sudden.、Um, I spoke to him on a let's say Wednesday morning, and a few weeks later, I got a call that he had passed away. When we did speak, he told me that over the holidays he was diagnosed with、uh, pancreatic cancer, and it was terminal. But he was doing. Some new treatments, and he was going to beat it. And、um, he found one of the top doctors in the world that's dealing with this. And he was back to work and in the office, and everything was fine. And we had a big event we were planning, and、um, we lived in two different states. And we were talking about this event that was going to happen a few months later. And I was like, "Yeah, you're going to beat it." He was definitely one of the strongest individuals that I had met. And again, a few weeks later, he was gone. And when I got the news, I was. Devastated because one, I had just found out that he had cancer, and then a few weeks later he was gone, and I was sobbing incontrollably. And then something came to me, and the thought was, "Put on Reiki music." And I didn't even know what Reiki music was. Literally, the words just divinely downloaded because it wasn't anything that I was familiar with. So I just went on YouTube and I searched it, and I just hit play with the first video that came up, and I decided just to take a long hot bath. <laughs> And during that time, I fell into this state of—I will call it meditation—and I felt what you were describing was this immense sense of love. And there's no experience on earth that could describe the level of that love and energy that I felt. And I truly believe I was in the presence of God, and it was absorbing all sorts of information. Within fractions of seconds, and that experience probably lasted for about sixty minutes or so, and it was incredible. It was so incredible. I didn't share it because I felt that if I did, <laughs> people would think I was crazy because I didn't know how to explain it. And I wanted to just t- run around, tell everybody, 
I met God. I met God. <laughs> but it was really just the energy and the feeling and that sense of love. And and I really just wanted to stay in that state, you know, coming out of it. I was like, can I just go back? <laughs> Whatever that was. But during that that experience, the words also came to me that I would be okay. And that my mentor, it was time for him to move on. And it was time for me to spread my wings and that I did not have to cry anymore. And to this day, from that moment, I never shed a tear whenever I thought about him and losing him. And again, just that sense of peace that you have when you are in that space of love. So thank you so much for sharing that. And it just brought me back to that moment. I was like, yes, I don't know if it was the same experience we had, but um, I definitely can relate to that overwhelming sense of love. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. And I think you can achieve that through one of the things I do is I, I do a lot of chakra meditations to connect to your higher self. And it's an amazing way to experience exactly what you're describing. And obviously, Reiki music is very powerful because it has a certain frequency and it can get you and yourselves into a certain frequency as well. It's obviously happened to you in a beautiful way. So it sounds great. Yeah. So I am going to pass the mic over to you. This is the next segment of our show where you can play host and ask me any question you want. So here's the mic. Lovely note. Well, I always say that you can make life happen for you. You can make your best life. You can make new clients. You can make whatever you want. And I have another acronym in terms of make, which is mindset and motivation, actions and activities, knowledge and knowing, and energy and enthusiasm. And in terms of knowledge, What knowledge would you share with your younger 18-year-old self now that you know what you know? Oh, hmm. (laughs) That's a really great question. When I was 18, I was a big planner. I would just see what I wanted and I would just write it down. And at the time, I didn't really understand the power of seeing the vision and writing it down and then just plotting the course without even knowing what the next step was or how to do it without any doubt. And that was something that was really strong within me was this is what I want and this is what I'm going to get just because I want it. And then that was it. That was as clear as day. But then as I got older and further along in my 20s, in my mid-20s, I feel that I let life happen to me. And because as we go through life, and as you mentioned earlier in our conversation, we have these hardships And they're meant to strengthen us, you know, like a diamond, like you're forging a diamond. But then these hardships or these, you know, out of the blue circumstances that weren't always seen as favorable would just knock me down and knock me down. And and with each knockdown, it took a little bit of my of my faith. It took a little bit of my confidence. It took a little bit of that knowing that I had when I was 18. I want this. Boom. No matter what, no matter what obstacle, I'm getting it, period. And I didn't even see obstacles as obstacles. It was just like, okay. That's just a bend in the road. And I just have to go a little further left and go back around and I'm back on track. And so I would tell my 18-year-old self to never let go of that, that confidence of knowing like what you want just by stating it, just by seeing it and believing it and writing it down, it will happen. And to just continue on that path. Because I eventually figured that out again, but it was much later in life. Love that. In terms of mindset, I obviously mentioned that as well. What are the key aspects of your morning routine that you do that you utilize to get yourself into the best mindset every day? 
So sometimes I would do a body scan, which I love because it puts me in a really good vibe. So I would start with my toes and I would just say thank you to each body part as I move up my body from my toes all the way to my head, to my crown, and then back down. And I would start from the back and then I work my way down the front. And I'm just being grateful for every little aspect of my body. And by doing that, one, I'm paying attention. I am showing gratitude. I'm speaking to my cells and my body, just showing that appreciation. And I think just that very act sets me into this state of positivity and gratitude. And then it's so much easier to move into a meditative state where I'm letting go of thoughts because I'm in this higher vibrational state. I'm in this space of just thankfulness. And then I'm able to let go of all the things that I have that I have to do this week, tomorrow, or what I didn't do yesterday. Or, and that just helps set a really good meditative flow. Uh, some other things that I'll do is I will just lay flat on my blanket on the floor. I lay a blanket and I'll lay flat. I'll have some meditation music on, just some either 528 frequency or something similar. And I'll just lay there for a couple minutes, just not doing anything. And then I'll start stretching. And again, just letting my, just losing myself. And with each stretch, I just feel better and better. And again, just paying attention to my body, being flexible, bringing that flexibility into my mindset. And when I start the day that way, and if I end it with, ooh, what surprise am I gonna get today? Because I love surprises. I kid you not, every single time I say that, there's something phenomenal that happens at the end of the day. I just need to remember to say that more often. <laughs> but those are some of the things that I do that really help them in my morning routine that kick off a really great day. I love that. I love that. And one last question is, if you had a magic wand and you could change three different things in the world that would add value to you, to humanity, and to the world itself, what would that be? What would those be? Oh, I've never had that question before. Oh, gosh. Okay. The first thing that came to mind was books because I love books. <laughs> and with all this great technology around us, it makes me appreciate books even more. As a writer myself, there's so much love and energy that goes into every book that, oh, I can't say every, well, it's not an absolute, I'm sure, but for the books that I've had the pleasure to read, there's so much love and energy that goes into those books. And these writers are so gifted and their words have so much power and impact. And I believe if we just spent more time learning and reading, you know, as you mentioned, as part of your, the GLEAM acronym, like learn something new every single day. So I feel that if I could have that magic where we're learning, all of us, learning something new every day with an open mind, without judgment, that would be phenomenal, phenomenal. But another thing I think would be is to, everyone should add creativity, like an act of something creative. If it's painting, singing, dancing, some sort of movement of creativity into their life as often as possible, every day would be amazing. So I'm just gonna say it, my magic wand every day. <laughs> and whatever it is, and it's not for a prize or a contest or a competition, but just to do it, just to have fun and just to explore the gifts that we have 
and to discover new gifts that we have. That would be something. And let's see, um, what would be that third thing? I would love for everyone to be actualizing their passion, like just doing it. And again, it doesn't have to be for a job. That's what they want to do 40 hours, 80 hours, 100 hours a week, great. But if everyone was actually doing what they loved, that becomes their source of fulfillment and happiness. And their well will continue to overflow to others. And so many of us aren't doing what we love. And in any capacity, which turns into anger, depression, violence, frustration, all these negative energies that get passed often, not just to ourselves, but to others. And so to actualize, if everyone was doing what they love, just imagine how much more advanced we would be, evolved we would be. Oh, wow. I mean, the entire planet would have the benefit of that. Love it. I absolutely love it. And do you want me to ask another question or? No, no, no. I'm just still just thinking about the questions and the answers. Like that was really wonderful. So that was great. I'm going to take the microphone back because we're almost out of time. (laughs) But thank you. That was really, really good. I'm going to ask you as our final segment, a question. And sometimes these questions are silly. Sometimes it's something that you mentioned early on. Sometimes it's just a thought about the future. So let's do something about the future, and then we'll wrap up the show. How will the hours people work change 20 years from now? Ooh, that's a very good question. Well, it depends what we're doing. I mean, obviously AI is coming in and much more so. And what I truly believe in terms of entrepreneurship, which I think is gonna come much more into fruition with a lot more people maybe going forward, is there's the ability to be able to take what you learn, take what you know, and take what you've experienced it, and turn that knowledge into your message and turn that message into abundance in some way or form. So I always truly say to people, you know, think about what you've learned in life in terms of the hardships, the experiences, and maybe put a presentation together in some way or form on a, you know, a PowerPoint or something like that. Make it around like a course for around about, say, three or four hours, and then go somewhere and actually record it, and then utilize the recording, the transcript as well, to send off to an editor and you've got a book but then utilize that course as an online course for passive income for helping yourself as well in some way or form. And then on top of that, use that as the bottom of the funnel to lead into some kind of Facebook group, subscription-based, not too expensive, just enough to get people in, where you answer maybe three or four questions of the people that are in the group every week. And again, that could be an hour. And then on top of that, then maybe do a mastermind as well. If you're doing podcasts and radio shows like you and I, you can bring the guests in, they can add value, and then you can discuss what they discuss within the mastermind group. So if you think about it, once you've got the course up and running and the book up and running, make passive income out of that. You know, obviously, that would take a little bit of time to put it together. But once it's together, you don't have to do anything else other than advertising maybe an hour a week. Then you could do the Facebook group for an hour, another hour a week and the mastermind for two hours a week. And then you've got Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week where you're making a good business through only having doing four hours during the week. So that would be one idea. Um, whether that people could put that in place is entirely up to their own manifestation powers. So um, certainly something that I'm putting together myself. That was a gem. (laughs) Thank you. That was awesome. Wow. Okay. For all the entrepreneurs out there, again, if you have any bit of knowledge, you just got a roadmap of how to create income, passive income, and also impact others through your journey, your lessons of life. And actually that was something that inspired me to do the book 
as well, Doug, was some friends of mine, because I love storytelling, and I would share with them stories, my crazy stories, literally, I mean, only a fraction of them made the book, but then also the failures and what I learned from them. And I think that's so important for us to realize, especially an entrepreneurial journey, you're going to fall down. You're going to get those scrapes on your knees. Like Doug said, when he got those scrapes on his knees and it actually showed him something magnificent when they healed. And that's the point is you're going to fall down and you're going to get up and you're going to be so much stronger. You're going to be so much wiser and you're going to take that forward and everything you're doing if it's with this intention of positivity and to to really help change lives that a lot of entrepreneurs, that's why they do what they do, it's going to make a difference. And now you can take that knowledge and those experiences and turn it into passive income. So that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Before we close out the show, can you just one last piece of advice around what is the meaning of life? How would you sum that up really quickly before we close out? I think that was so powerful that you shared earlier. Yeah, just learn from the hardships in life. Utilize those hardships and experiences to teach other people to learn to grow, to evolve, and allow them to go through it in a smoother, happier fashion. And also remember that every single person that comes into your life comes into your life for a reason, and they tend to mirror back the areas that you need to self-improve on yourself. So when you want to have that true lifelong relationship, when you've worked on yourself and you've gone through all those lessons that you need to learn in terms of a state of awareness, rental programs and everything like that and trigger points, you will then attract the right person to your life at the right time. Yes. And mic drop. <laughs> so powerful. So powerful. Doug, how can our listeners stay in touch with you? Yeah, well, obviously I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and the best website to go to is training dot doug d-o-u-g d in the middle so doug d gordon g-o-r-d-o-n dot com so that's training dot doug d gordon dot com and you can catch me there you'll get a bio and you can see everything else there but linkedin is generally the one that i'm also most on as well thank you so much it was such a pleasure having you with us today and again guys training doug d gordon dot com and of course he's on linkedin as well thank you again and thank you to our listeners for staying with us with another episode of Unleash Your Supernova. And if you haven't gotten your copy of the book yet, Unleash Your Supernova, what are you waiting for? Definitely go out and get your guide to increase your creativity, beat burnout, and joyfully survive the journey of creative entrepreneurship. So no more excuses. Go and get it today. You can find it on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble's Books A Million, any of your favorite bookstores. So go ahead and get that. And if you love the words of wisdom that you heard today, don't just stop there. Please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And of course, if you love the book, please also share that with a friend. I'm Nova Lorraine. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Unleash Your Supernova, brought to you by the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network and Evergreen Podcast Network. Remember to subscribe and share and continue to unleash your supernova.